Microphone check, one, two, what is this? It's the five foot seven assassin in the podcast business. I am your host, Rohan Patra, the rap music plug at your service. Here we are again at the end of the Every so often, on rare occasion, we get two artists that come together at that exact right moment where their skill sets and mindsets align in perfect harmony. This is what I see with Fatboy Sharif and Steel Tip Dove's latest album released on Backwood Studios titled Decay. Had this collaboration came to fruition pre-pandemic, let's say, at a time when Sharif's unique style of rapping wasn't nearly as eccentric or refined, his writing not as deeply surreal and personal, without the backdrop of worldwide disarray and death as lyrical inspiration, the results could have been much different. Luckily, with Decay, this isn't the case because Sharif's been progressively growing as a vocalist and lyricist over the past few years, whose unique gifts mesh perfectly with the vast, atmospheric, and cutting-edge brand of experimentation found in Steel Tip Dove's production that Dove has continuously honed in on and perfected over the years. Decay is a soundtrack for the times, not necessarily the times that are upon us at this very moment, but what may soon be our unfortunate reality in just a few decades from now. Decay is a psychedelic masterpiece a result of two creative minds joining forces at that exact right time in their careers. Sharif and Dove are here today to break down how this excellent new album was created in the latest installment of the album Alchemy series. The Rap Music Plug podcast presented by QLC TV is the remedy to the I don't have anything good to listen to problem. Through in-depth artist interviews, album reviews, and general rap commentary on the best that the underground rap scene has to offer, this is your one-stop shop to knowing what to add to your queue, play next, or pop into your record player. Welcome to the show. Fatboy Sharif, Steel Tip Dove, how are you guys doing today? What's going on, man? Very happy to have you on. Sharif's the first three-peat. Dove's here for the second time. Very happy to have you. This is... uh, Hey, baby, I'm Mike Jordan. Stop playing. Happy to be here. <laughs> yeah, man. How have, you, how have you guys felt about the, the response that you've gotten so far? So we're recording this on June... Oh, not June. July 23rd. So the album's been out for two days officially. How, how have you guys felt about it? Great. Been amazing so far uh super blessed shout out to everybody that's been showing love tweeting about it all of the press that have been covering it so far and it's truly a blessing shout out to the whole backwood staff for believing in the product and working hard to get it where it needed to get to on their end like it was it's been amazing so far and we got a bunch more stuff on the way so just stay tuned yeah i couldn't agree more it's been exactly what we wanted it to be which was which is great and and some you know and some and some extra exceeded expectations as well so it's been incredible i saw the crows in the satellite uh, i saw the crows in the satellite time flees as my eyes bleed sickening last of a dying breed i saw the crows in the satellite i saw the crows in the satellite Time freezes, my eyes bleed, sickening, 
When I think about the the sound of this album, I think one thing I've always loved about your production, Dove, is that, and I think I've told this to you before, it's like, it's experimental, but I feel, I feel like your strain of experimentation isn't as abrasive as some others. It's a lot of use of space. It's not as like incredibly noisy necessarily, although there are noisy moments on this album. And I just think the vast atmosphere is a really cool combination with like a vocalist like Sharif who's like vocal inflections the melodic elements all those like intro idiosyncrasies syncricities I don't know how to say that word I think just really marry beautifully with your kind of production so like talk to me about the kind of sonic landscape you were trying to paint for this album and particularly for an artist like Sharif yeah I, I I'll be honest I didn't paint I didn't I didn't set the uh sonic soundscape ahead of time i uh that kind of came through the two of us starting to work together so once my my more so when you're referring to like the sonic soundscape and the world kind of the cohesiveness that comes towards the end of the project after all of it's been recorded and that comes more in the sequencing and the post-production and the effects choices and the transition choices but at at the outset it's really really Sharif at first directing where the sound and world is going to go by selecting the beats that I've already made. I'm not making them custom for this project. I've just got beats, folders full of beats, and he's kind of like being selective and choosing the ones that he's going to take home and write to. And that's what kind of develops the world. It, it happens more towards the end of the recording than than the beginning. And so was there a lot of so there was a lot of post-production work that you yeah. did, particularly in terms of what like uh because there's there's a few songs that have a lot of kind of vocal samples like a or dialogue from movies is that the kind of idea or those kind of transitions that were done after the fact yep sharif would come with like maybe movie clips or dialogue from youtube videos and then i would blend those with you know the end of samples that were being used in the beats or drums being used in the beats and just kind of like make intros and outros of songs that way and blend the album together and make it a cohesive project nice and sharif like do you feel this album is potentially your most like accessible or digestible album yet because this is actually funny we had a conversation about this when i was in new york with with some of your boys here like kohai and and all of them and they they were saying that and i hear what they were talking about because at that time i hadn't even heard the album i do yeah. see what they were getting at but what, what are your thoughts on that uh i say it varies i would say it's my most personal album and i want to thank Doug for that just because like he was saying, the production and the production and the soundscapes he was giving me at the time, it was making me peel back layers. So I was touching on stuff I never touched on on other albums from different family situations, different personal situations. So I can't really say, I'll say it's elements that may be more accessible, but to me, like the all of the pieces matter in it type thing, if you get what I'm saying. Like, I didn't go into it like, okay, I'm gonna make this, I'm gonna make this be for everybody who ever liked the rap song ever. To, like, I kind of still went into it like, I'm gonna write it like on some Sharif shit. And that's kind of what it came out. Whether it was something like Brandon Lee that was more uh, catchy or easier to get. 
on something like green wing shoulder padding. <laughs> That's the complete opposite. <laughs> like, mm. I think that if you make something personal, it inherently becomes more accessible, right? So like people, people yeah. like to hear personal stories. So maybe that plays an element sort of subconsciously as well to be able to refer to it as the most accessible quote unquote album that he's done. Right. No, I like that. I think what we're talking about here about the the personal aspect of the album, I think I want to get into more. So like one thing I really love about this record is how the imagery I feel like hits surreal heights that I don't even think I've heard before or I've rarely heard before from, you know, like a Fatboy Sharif album in the past, but just generally. And I think you you said it, you actually said something similar to what I was actually pulled out as a quote from like, I think it was the, the backwards description for this album about how you touched on stories that you haven't touched on in the past and you really got re- personal. And I think on top of the personal aspect, I think the thing that I really caught, got from this album is that it feels like futuristic sonically and then in kind of what you're talking about, but it doesn't really feel all that unrealistic it's like if you're fast forwarding society like 50 years maybe even less and this is what it looks like and it plays with this idea of like societal decay i imagine maybe that's what inspired the album title because i i thought of it naturally when i was just thinking about what you were talking about so what were you what were some of like the core themes or inspirations you were focusing on focusing on in your rhymes well not I definitely feel you. I honestly kind of started started the title because it's dope how this project worked out because I started it, we started it around 2020, I would say. Maybe a little, wow. maybe 2021. It was funny because literally I was writing this right in Cyber City and right in Havana at the same time. Like right in there recording them like easy at the same time. So like I would go from no studio to long studio to no face and knock out everything. And kind of like the songs and the way I was writing it was kind of just a time capsule of everything that was going on from that time period to now. Literally from 2020 the world changed forever. Like whether it's just uh mental illness at a one of the highest rates it's ever been. People paranoid about how they gonna eat, how much money they gonna get, with how they gonna feed their families. So I kind of wanted to, the, I wanted the title to kind of represent that. And even the, the cover, you see like a bandit house, but you see a son on the other side of the windows beating through. Then you see the kids painting on the wall. Like it's kind of, you gonna live in this world and you're going to die in this world. So what are you going to do while you're here? Like, it's shitty. Shit is going on, but you still got to wake up the next day. You still got the next day to change and switch everything that you're going through, whether for the good or for the bad. So that was kind of like, I would say probably around the second session because a lot of the real popular songs on the album, we made early. So like Brandon Lee, you would say that's one of your favorites. We made that in the second session. Boogie Monster, we made in the second session. So by the second session, we had it. We damn near had a title, like, and we kind of just geared everything production and writing wise to push that narrative. After that was like decided. 
That's really interesting because the, I think how this album came along together really nicely is that I think both the lyrics and the production do a really good job of bringing you, it like naturally brings me to the future. But it, what you're talking about is, is kind of just like in your normal kind of like esoteric way you rap. But I always just find myself feeling really uncomfortable and unsettled because of like what you're saying isn't, re- isn't like sci-fi. It's like, damn, that's not that far off potentially if we keep going down this route. And I think it just makes it feel a lot more real. Like you're you're like shining a light on the the like dark underbelly of the world, if you will. And was so was there like was that like a particular feeling you wanted to get in listeners? Like you wanted them to feel unsettled or uncomfortable? No, I can't really say that. I would say I was just kind of naturally just right at how I felt at the time and how I felt at the moment. Like I put it a few minutes ago, like to me, art is supposed to scare, analyze and inform. And that's something I always go for with my writing. Like, and this project was just another level of that, that we wanted to take it up a notch. And especially once we got the album done, the post-production Shout out to Dove, like he definitely came through in the clutch and added a whole nother layer and added more to the story for sure. Yeah, and I, I think the and I guess Dove, as you're saying, the production, uh, the beats were a lot of like the direction came a lot from Sharif, but I do find like the production that ended up on this album really felt like the most like gothic and just ethereal that i feel i've heard from you like ever before like there was a really consistent like boogie monster uh brandon lee kingdom i feel there's there's a lot of that feeling of just like this spooky uh uh kind of aesthetic to it that i think really did a great thing for the record yeah thank you i i i seem to i seem to just make stuff i seem to just not genre hop because it feels like I'm really centered in hip hop and rap because most of the music that I make, I would like to uh, collaborate with lyricists, rappers on. So <clears throat> it feels centered in, in rap and hip hop, but I really genre hop. I really like make a conscious decision to be like, well, this one's not, this one's going to be weird and dark, or this one's going to be poppy and I don't care. I'll just in the same night make like four or five different vibes. And I'll kind of know that like, there's this group of rappers that are going to be like, don't, this is not for me at all. And then there's this group that might fuck with it. And then eventually through the selection process, you know, Sharif just kind of weeds out, picks ones. And then maybe through picking, you know, if he comes through and picks a few and then those turn into songs, maybe the next pack I play is going to be like kind of tweaked that way, but I'm still going to go through everything and Mm -hmm. I'm still going to flip through everything. I'm just going to probably have more creepy beats in there. (laughs) There's going to be, there's always going to be more uh, dark stuff in there mixed in with the regular, for lack of a better word, regular stuff too. Yeah. The creepiness is definitely really felt. And and yeah, like I just think the, there's like a glossiness to this album that reminds me of like your, like the call me when you're outside record, like, Mm -hmm. but definitely not as bright and as, I don't know. I guess I'd say bright and hopeful. This one feels not necessarily hopeless, but it's just a whole different, it's a whole different world that you're bringing us to. And I think I feel that a lot through the production. 
And I think what it does really cool for you, Sharif, is that um, this trademark atmosphere that I'm speaking of, I mentioned before, like I feel it did a good job of accentuating this kind of newer, like evolution of your your raps that have we've seen really since I always point to that jack-o'-lantern record off of uh Gandhi loves children because that one like really was the through line to cyber city and then moving forward where you kind of like hold notes longer you play with your like inflections and vocal registers a lot more and you do this again on this record but fuck I just feel like I haven't seen you do this so consistently over the course of an entire album and it just really feels like you're rapping in a way I have not heard anybody rap before and I I say that completely straight up. Like I'm not saying that half-ass. No, like nothing like it. No, I, thank you so much. No, I, I always kind of look at it as kind of like writing the verse and recording the verse is literally the easy part. To me, my most fun is coming when it's time to. All right, let me lay this verse. I might add stuff. I might do three or four different ad-lib tracks. And I might be like, yo, on the second one, I'm going to scream. On the third one, I'm going a, I'm to a hum it. But I want you to reverse it and put a filter on it. So bring it, bring that sound in and out of certain part. Like, to me, like the whole listening experience is supposed to be just that, like an experience. So Sharif will tell you he's going to do six dubs before he even does the lead verse. They'd be like, all right, I'm gonna record this song, but just so you know, there's six dubs coming. Because <laughs> I, I, I hear it from there's fun. a vision. Yeah, there's a vision. For example, something like DMT, Diamethyltryptamine. When I wrote that, I was like, okay, the way the beat was, it was so hard and grimy. I told Dub, I was like, yo, I want, I want you to put this uh, video voice recorder thing on my second verse. To make it sound like I'm on a walkie-talkie type shit, like, and then when we heard it back, like, we was like, oh shit, yeah, that's perfect. Like, that brought the song to the next level. Like, that brought the overall experience to the next level. So yeah, yeah, like oh, farewell yeah. outfit is a prime example. That's like the most pronounced I felt. Where you did like the, you had like a dub of you kind of yelling the verse, ver, and then you kind of saying it normally. Like that was really fucking. Trippy. I wish I turned that way. up. I wish I had made that even louder. The yelling at the end of the farewell outfit. That could have been several decibels louder, but we're good. I love it. I'm just saying. Going back, <laughs> I would have turned it up even more. <laughs> I feel that. I feel that. But uh yeah, I just think the way you pushed your the way the vocal delivery was pushed on this album and how complimented the production was like just a really it just really puts you in a trance. And I think I've heard this definitely for sure on many Fatboy Sharif albums in the past, but like never so consistently, never so, and also never like just so deeply, like, because I think something else, it's not really about the delivery as much as maybe just how you're writing, because each line of yours on this album really consistently feels like it's a, it's like a page, it's like a new page to the story. You're like saying something and it's always these very surreal, powerful couplets that you could kind of take out you could kind of take them out and read them as their own thing. But then if they're put together, it kind of just like adds on. It's very methodical. Um, it's also just something like, it's just, I don't really know of other rappers doing that. Nah, I appreciate you. Yeah, no, that's one thing. Like 
in the midst of this album, I definitely agree, like, and I'll say this album definitely has some of my best writing, where I sat with myself and I was like, okay, like, <laughs> we about to get we about to get stupid on this, like, <laughs> and that's when you get songs like Phantasm and my favorite song on the album, Think Pieces, where it's funny because that's the longest song on the album, and I had more written. Cause that beat just had me in such a zone, like, but I was just like, damn, this shit three minutes and 40 seconds. All right, let's stop. <laughs> like, this is the perfect ender kind of out of the way it stopped. But yeah, that was definitely the motive going into this album to kind of push the limits of Ryan because Dove pushed the limits, pushed the production limits. So me hearing everything he was doing and everything he was bringing to the table, I'm like, yeah. I can't just rap. I can't just regularly rap on this. I gotta, <laughs> I gotta make this a whole body of. I gotta make this a whole body for for people to intake. Brain stimulated, full no prodigy, apostle speech. The caretaker caught sickness, shared the covenant, performance both the guys went a wall the of the water. Stand from. Fortress of town, underwater secrets, Marquises, and then quit the fly. This will be our little secret. And, and another key thing about this album is that what makes it feel very unique is that, uh, and just kind of like very like complete in my opinion, is that it doesn't have features over the course of a what 39 minutes. And, you know, yeah. I found it funny uh, when I interviewed Woods, he mentioned it that you didn't let him rhyme on this, which was just got me got me to laugh. Uh, <laughs> what contributed to that decision um, for you guys to decide to make there be no features on this album? It's definitely not a common decision, I feel. Especially on a backwards record where I always feel like I <clears throat> see someone on the camp on something. What, well, what I know that, that Sharif Sharif doesn't like to put a feature unless it serves the song, you know, like there's not going to be um, there were no songs that were just rap for the rap's sake. You know, was, there were no like just flex, straight flex songs, like kind of, but not really. So he's not just going to put a person on just for the sake of it. And then as we were going on and there was shaping up like there were no real it wasn't there was no obvious tracks for features. I kind of just started to campaign for it a little bit. I started to be like, let's have none. Let's have none. <laughs> I pushed for that and uh, I was successful. <laughs> no, nah, and I kind of all like, I always think our verses and our songs are like conversations. So a lot of times, like when I'm having a conversation with the people, this is between me and them. Now, if it's somebody else that I think can add on to the conversation, of course. But right. this particular project, like, I wanted this message and this this to get to the people with just me. Because like I said, it's super personal project, like, touched on a bunch of stuff I never touched on. So the Decay yeah. world was a, a two-person world, like, <laughs> coming in and coming out. Yeah, I think this one did a really, Decay did a really good job of just, like, I mean, I've listened to it a lot by now. I just feel that it it's something where I just don't think of any I don't think of other music when I listen to it if that makes sense 
Like it doesn't, it just, I just don't, my focus is just nowhere. It's just like only on this album. Nothing's really reminding me of anything in a good way. I feel I'm just That's listening to decay. Like, I just don't know how else to say it. A lot of times I listen to music and I'm thinking about like, Oh, mm-hmm. like that ra- another rapper could have, could have sounded cool on this or like, Oh, this reminds me of that other album I want to might want to listen to next. Like I just like, my mind doesn't really wander. It keeps my focus, which I think is really cool. No, I appreciate you, bro. Nah, and and honestly, that's we did our job. If you say that, that's what we set out <laughs> to do with it. everything. So, thank you for a fact. Yeah, it's very singular. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the word, singular, hundred percent. So, in twenty twenty three, this album is now part of this growing Backwood Studios legacy that's now being written about, detailed in length, which is great to see. How does it feel being a part of this kind of run of dominance? But more importantly, and more just curious from my standpoint, what was the label's presence or influence as it related to what we got on the album? Like what what was the impact, if any, on the creative process? Um, <clears throat> well, for me, it feels surreal to be part of Backwoods, to have like um, not really been a direct part of it at its inception, but kind of have always been a fan and um, have always crossed over worlds and then to a very much long time later ended up r- working with them and being directly involved and then watching the growth is insane. And I don't think it'll ever not be not be surreal. I mean, the Central Park show and which was a few years ago now, and like there's already, you know, it's it's just it's 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 crazy. It's totally surreal. And uh, as far as um, yeah, and it couldn't be a better place and shout out to every person in, involved in that um and then as far as their influence on this particular record there wasn't a ton like i uh i pitched it to woods i was like this guy you know fat boy sharif have you heard of him he's been coming over he's got a lot of mutual friends i'm working on stuff with him he's like okay play for me later you know when it's when it's close to being done or whatever and by the time i played it for him he was like this is you know i I, this sounds great this sounds weird unique like I'm, i'm down to do this let me let me hear it again in full when you're really done with it but you know I'm, I'm definitely excited about it and so when it was fully done after he heard the whole thing as a final piece he you know signed off and was like let's put this out <clears throat> uh so there wasn't like a ton of uh and then the technical personnel on the album i mean willie green's influence is on there he's the mastering engineer so he mastered my mixes uh and those are incredible and then there's co-production uh adi bop adi meyerson she's a jazz multi-instrumentalist uh bass player upright bass um she can produce as well so she co-produced green wing green wing shoulder padding and she played bass on that she played a guitar on that and um yeah so shout out her so you know she's a part of the you know outer backwoods circle as well sort of in a way and um you know it's just yeah like their influence is always on me so i feel like in that way they influenced it but they didn't really like uh he didn't woods didn't ep it or anything like that mm-hmm. he didn't executive produce or anything no i, I was going to say like that was one amazing thing about it because i want to say woods yeah i want to say he definitely got put on to me through through the gandhi album and we built just Regular stuff like regular did a couple shows together, or whatever. And Dove had played on the project and bought it to him. And 
he was feeling it. He showed love from the beginning on it. And that's another great thing about back was they let you do your vision as an artist. They let you do your thing as an artist. Like it wasn't one time he came like, maybe you should <laughs> do this, do that. We sat, we built, built on it. We broke down what would be the best way to bring the vision to life, which was already recorded through different videos, pictures, and all of that. And the rest was history. Yeah, it's it's yeah. pretty. I think that's a the stamp of approval is in the fact that it really doesn't sound like there was a lot of yeah, like there was no EP involved, but it didn't seem like there was these big extensive notes that were like, okay, if this is going to be on the label, you know, you got to change X, Y, Z. It sounds like from the get go, you, you, you got that support and like an understanding yeah, of the that, vision, which is really cool. Yep. Definitely. And, and uh, so another thing I really wanted to, uh, I'm curious about with this album, particularly because in contrast with other albums where Fatboy Sharif is like the lead actor here, this one is not only the longest album you've done, but it's also an album where you 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 kind of dig into this shorter song uh, length thing, where a lot of these songs are around two minutes or even less often. And uh, yeah. but yet it still is 39 minutes. So it's not like a, a short album necessarily. And I feel personally, it's a really perfect length. And also personally, I love this kind of style of album. I've always just been partial to it, that kind of more vignette style, because it allows an artist and a producer and a rapper to add a ton of diversity without it not without it being just like two hours long, which I, I'm just I don't like long albums generally. So what what kind of inspired this structure particularly and also making it this long? Because again, this is like the long i think gandhi was what 28 minutes the like i guess the 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 the, the non-deluxe i think is like what like high 20s this, this is quite yeah. a bit bit longer so what, what went into that uh i would say just wanted to create a full body of work and this production and kind of wanted to cross all of the t's and dot all of the i's with the concept once we figured out what we was going to do with it to me, the everything we wanted to touch on is not a nine-song, ten-song like thing. Like it's different elements, and even just how certain parts of the story connect. Let's say if we start the album at Kingdom, that's track eight or ten. There's a whole story wouldn't have been told, and once you get to that last part of the story, like that's a key element in the story. Like, start uh from Sixth Floor to Scarhead, Boogie Monster, the Farewell Outfit, all of those connect. So that was kind of just naturally how it came across with what we was writing and kind of like putting bringing the whole concept to life. Yeah, I would agree with, with all that. And um, I would add on that I, um, I, I try to, uh, I think 39 minutes to 40 minutes is the sweet spot because of vinyl. I'm, I'm looking to put a lot of the projects that I'm working on on vinyl specifically. So I kind of like try to head towards that. I won't kill, you know, I won't go nuts if we can't get it to that. But that's definitely a goal of mine with a lot of stuff because the excess, excess 40 minutes you can use as bonus tracks and things like that. So, mm hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I also just think it's the sweet spot for at least personally my own taste. I always find these like 
high 30s low 40s is like what i want i feel like it and i have noticed also on backwards releases it seems to be the sweet spot with the labels being i think it's also related to vinyl i do know that's a big (laughs) a big uh selling point for that kind of style but i i just do think this length and the way you guys made this album really works especially because i don't know if we said it on on the recording or not but this album even when the songs are like a minute long or a minute and a half long they still feel like songs they're not just like little ideas yeah Yeah, they're not sketches because and a lot of big reasons because the the production is so like leave such an impression even in such a short runtime on a song but then also the songwriting there's a shit ton of hooks on this album there's a a lot of sticky little like refrains or mantras or whatever yep. that are just kind of said that just earworm even if the song's so short yeah nah, definitely let's let's talk favorite songs i think sharif we could start with you because i think you mentioned earlier you said think pieces is your favorite oh lord that shit is in <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Dove. That's one of the best beats I ever heard in my damn life. That, Lord, let me tell you something, man. That song, I'll, t- I'll give you my top three. And it's all kind of like for the same reasons. Think Pieces, uh, East Hollywood, and Measuring Spoon Techniques. Hmm. I, really, I, I, I'll do a toss-up between Measuring spoon techniques in Scarhead. No, I'll do Scarhead. So it'll be Scarhead, East Hollywood, <laughs> Think Pieces. But yeah, like all three of those beats to me was, especially East Hollywood, like, and I was joking about it earlier, like, to me, you can't show me an MC that can do that song. You can't show me a producer that can make that beat. But me and but duh. So to me, that's like a one-on-one, like, and that's another strong thing on the album to me. It's a lot of one-on-one type things going mm-hmm. on here. Like, think pieces you're not gonna get from anybody. Scarheads you're not gonna get from anybody. East Hollywood, like I said, you're not gonna get that from any other album this year. You're not gonna hear that from any other artist. So, yeah, that's yeah. what that's what I was saying before, right? Like, it's just uh, when I listen to this album, I'm like, I'm like. Oh, I don't think of anything else. I'm like, oh shit, that's the Fatboy Sharif and Steel Tip Dove just doing their thing. I have no, I have no comments. Almost, it kind of leaves me like, yeah, there's no. I don't have anything point. to say. Yeah, it's just one of one. Dove, what are your your favorite? Well, tracks? it's funny because thinking of those tracks, like the East Hollywood track, is first of all, it's like a sample. It's a maybe one second of a, of a sample of a of a you know five minute long sort of crazy piano, crazy track that I put like a little over. It's like one second. And then the whole thing revolves around that. And I, I doubt it's in normal timing. The beat is very weird. Um, Think Pieces is, is the same, actually the same sample source material as Phantasm, flipped a totally different way and put in a different context. But I like it because it's it's uh, it starts the second half of the album and it kind of like makes an impact that way. And then Scarhead is a crazy... Uh, that little twinkly synth stuff is like generative. Um, so it's like an arpeggiator that I just kind of like let rock. And then I added some weird uh, bass over and it's kind of a, it's got a weird swing to it that the rest of the album doesn't really have Scarhead. Um, mm. But for favorite tracks, uh, I would say The Christening for sure. I met the trip to me and the farewell outfit. Yeah, all, all these all these tracks. I love it. 
It's a very singular album. You're me- you're mentioning that uh, the rhythms on this shit. I think that's something uh, that was also teased to me before I even heard the album because I don't think the sounds necessarily when you put them together are that like like just something like I don't know like I've never heard before as a fan of like generally left field a lot of left field music. But the rhythms here, ton of these songs just 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 are just strange rhythms offbeat yeah. or like not offbeat but just like not the typical oh no they're offbeat uh, bro <laughs> yeah yeah there's just not a natural not a typical swing that i come to expect but they just all work they're crazy yeah they're very very weird uh it's a it's, a, it's experimental music uh met in the center of a rapper and a, and a hip-hop beat maker who are interested in making very experimental uh genreless music rooted in hip-hop Mm-hmm. yeah there's a good mix of like structure and then just like fuck the rules going yeah. on here that i i mean we listen brilliant. to a lot of weird music as well sharif has very weird uh eclectic music tastes and i do as well with like uh the stuff we consume which influences what we make is all over the map mm-hmm. i think for me my favorite tracks are diametetrypamine i'd say the farewell outfit and then I guess like I don't know I'll I said Brandon Lee I'll stay say Brandon Lee Ash Wednesday I love that hook that's like that shit is that that's one of them that I think I I think Dove when I was over you played that when I was remember I said like damn I haven't heard Sharif like do a song like this before like kind of yeah, got a faster flow a bit like just damn yeah, I, love that I beat did, too god damn I wanted to dance on this album I wanted to do <laughs> different shit flow kind of like what you said with the would it be in a longer album? I wanted to just bring a bunch of new stuff to the table. I wanted to keep it where you're not going to know what a Fatboy Sharif album is going to sound like. Flow-wise, beat-wise, length-wise, you never know. So, Is is the christening the one? What, what's the one where it's just mainly like a... Just the where it says my... Is, yeah, the, the bass line? Yeah. Yeah, that shit, that's great. That is... That's nah, another but, example of where I just feel like you, you did a such a good job of just picking a really good sound and like kind of knowing when to exercise restraint, when to add shit. And it just, I've never heard anything like that. Just, I feel like I say that all the time. It's the whole, <laughs> the whole episode. I've never heard anything like that, but it, it's really for real. No, I appreciate you, bro. Yeah. Thank you. Obviously you got the decay out right now. You kind of were teasing at some other things coming out, both like seemingly related to this record, but also just other things. So uh, I guess Dove, you can uh, take it on. I know you got your fused arrow stuff going on too. So like what, what you got going on? Uh, yeah, nothing super planned directly related to decay yet. I know we have another visual coming. Uh, so that'll be really cool. Um, and we'll, we'll do some stuff. Shreep and I'll we'll, we'll do some stuff, but, uh, for fused arrow, <clears throat> nothing's locked in, but, uh, there's is semi locked in. I have a project with, uh, AJ suede, yeah. That I'm gonna drop that I'm gonna drop before the end of the year, kind of late in the year. Um, really cool project, just him and I, uh, with some features. Uh, I'm working on a project with Dunscap. I'm working on a project with Eddie Bop, um, the woman who co-produced Greenwing Shoulder Padding. Her and I are gonna co-produce an entire instrumental album and then Adi. sprinkle. Yeah, Adi uh, Adi Bop. We're gonna sprinkle some rappers on there, some features on there, get some cool people to to be on there. So I'm working on that. Uh, I'm working with Ton, tons of people tons of people 
uh, the people I've already worked with and trying to find some new people to work with as well. So a lot of stuff going on. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Jesus project that'll come out. Uh, I don't know any real information, but I made a project with Rap Frera and AJ Suede while they were here one day and that'll come out but um no real information um and more stuff with backwoods hopefully as soon as possible yeah i'm really excited to see you working with suede even past yeah, the jesus gonna be crazy yeah because like i really loved arc flashington that just dropped yeah. and just generally he's been on such a run and i feel you're kind of like brand of experimentation i think he's just going to push him in such a cool place i just imagine similar to sharif's his vocal tone Mm -hmm. Suede's got like the smoothest yeah, shit ever. The shit. smoothest, one of the smoothest rappers I've ever heard. And I feel Shreve's like he's got a feature on that great. too, though. Sharif's got a feature on that, so he's on there. Have you guys made a song before? Has Suede Sharif ever crossed paths on a record before? I don't on, on a song. I don't think so. Right? No, that's the homie. Yeah, hell yeah. No, no. That's I mean, like, line. have you guys made a song together? I don't think so. I'm on, I'm on him and a small professor album. Oh yeah, you are. That's right. That's right. On uh, Hundred Year Darkness. Yeah, that's true. That's a dope yeah. song. Another one that he did the beat on, Swade did the beat himself. That's dope. Yeah. That's dope. Shout out to Swade. We got that show coming up too for his birthday party in uh, Brooklyn. Oh, I wish I was there. Damn. September is going down. It's going to be crazy. Hell yeah. So, Sharif, what about you? What are some upcoming stuff people should look out for? I won't say project names, but I'll just say me and Drive By got stuff cooked up. Obviously, me and Roper got some more stuff cooked up. Sulu singles, and that's that's all I'll give people for now. Like I got some <laughs> got, got some surprises coming before the year out. Before the some, year, okay. Yeah, some surprises okay. coming. Stay stay very busy on this side, for sure. Dub, how you forget the? It's not all the way done, but I'll just tell the people. Be still tipping fat. Tony got some bangers. On day, what exactly? You see how yeah? <laughs> wow, Fat yeah, Tony, yeah. that's a great comp. Oh man, I I love Fat Tony. I love Fat Tony. Yeah, yeah. We well, I you know I was told we have to uh finish principal recording on that, so I didn't I didn't know it was a uh, public knowledge. But we have several bangers, and uh, it sounds to me like we'll we'll make more one day. So I'm always making music with Fat Tony when he's in town. And so him and Sharif and I made a bunch of shit together. That would be Is crazy. that going to be an album or I, just going to be songs? Who knows? We have an album's worth of the material already, but some's got to be cut. Some news got to be made. It's got to be edited. Stop giving all the surprises. Just know <laughs> so we cook, We got some flavor cooked up for a fact. No, I'm excited for that. I Fat Tony's got an album coming too, so I'm, I'm excited yeah, to hear that. Great sounds. project. Yeah. Uh, but on to Decay again. Just want to say this is an amazing album. Singular is the exact word, Dove. That's the perfect way to say it. Just so one of one. I'm really happy to see you guys getting the flowers you're getting, releasing this on Backwoods. I think it's getting a lot of new, hopefully a lot of new listeners too, not just existing fans. Mm -hmm. And I think you guys hit this out of the park. I had very high expectations going into this. And wow, from the, the songs to the album cover to like the photos that were taken. Shout out Tim Fish, Ginger Slim. Yeah absolutely killed it it just yeah, all fits photo. together perfectly i think you guys just really george made douglas peterson on the um gdp george douglas peterson on the photos the press photos uh tim fish on the album cover and dunce cap on the music video incredible music video for phantasm mm -hmm. yeah 
I think you guys package this together perfectly. No, I appreciate you, bro. And thank you for always supporting, showing love, and just always spreading what we do. Shout out to everybody who's been showing love so far. And DK, go pop the vinyl. Shout out to everybody who's been copying the vinyl and run it up. It's, we just getting started. Like you said, it only been out two days. So just pay attention. Pay attention. Yeah. Excited to have you guys just see more success and really appreciate you guys coming on the show. This was awesome. Always Thank nice you, to chat. Love you. Always, bro. Peace. Hands up, skeleton, closet party anthem. Cape Fear and the planet. Sugar water cancer. This even time lapse soon. Pressure resume, late night trips. there we have it another episode of the rap music plug podcast presented by qlc tv i hope this episode gave you some new perspectives and insights into what the greatest art form known to man in hip-hop music has to offer if you want to support the show in the most meaningful way possible it would be my absolute honor to have you as a patron in the new rap music plug podcast patreon Through this Patreon, you will be getting exclusive content such as bonus episodes, exclusive album recommendations, exclusive playlists, early access to episodes, and more. And above all though, you will be able to support the show directly in a way that will not only justify the crazy amount of time I spend on this show already, but allow me to cover some of the expenses related to supporting all of these great artists that we cover on the show through the website and will allow us to sustain and build on this amazing growth that the RMPP has experienced recently. So if you have any questions about any of the Patreon stuff or just want to keep tabs on the show, interact with me on rap music and all the great stuff that we can talk about, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at rapmusicplugpod or shoot me an email at QLCTV dot podcast at gmail.com you can also rate and review the show on apple podcasts and subscribe on youtube and spotify as well but that's enough self-promotion for this episode i hope you enjoyed it peace